0: This is the Attention Collection Podcast, a show dedicated to the art of paying attention, to the idea that awareness is ever-expanding, and to the core belief that everyone is capable of living a life worth noticing. I'm Anthony Garcia. When was the last time you looked at a tree? I don't mean the last time you passed a tree on your way somewhere and caught it in your peripheral vision or the last time you drove by a fallen tree branch. When was the last time you actually stopped and spent time looking at a tree? Have you ever done this where you're walking down a path and you come across a tree with this complex root system that's coming out of the ground and you kind of have to step around it and then you look up? And you see this massive thing growing from the ground that you know is older than anybody you've ever met. Ever stopped and just thought about the ridiculousness of that? That we are surrounded by objects that have been around in some cases for hundreds of years. And they're just there doing their thing. Squirrels are climbing up on birds or building houses in them. But they're pretty fascinating, right? And to be honest with you, If you would have told me I would be doing a podcast whose intro is about looking at trees, I probably would have said, "Mm, that's not where I'm going. But just think about it for a minute. I've been doing it a lot more lately on purpose, right? Sometimes you come across a tree that just looks crazy. It looks like it was ripped out of a horror film right? Or it's getting ready to fall over and you're just hoping your car isn't the unlucky recipient, right? But I bumped into this quote several months back from someone called Richard Alpert, who's better known to anyone who knows him at all as Ram Dass, this fascinating Harvard professor turned spiritual teacher. He wrote books, um, Grist for the Mill his probably best known book, Be Here Now. And he talks about trees. He says, you go into the woods and you look at trees, you see them, there's different trees, right? And some of them are bent, some of them are straight, some are evergreens, some are not. And you just appreciate the trees for what they are. You look at a tree and you allow it. I like that phrase, you allow it. Because it wouldn't occur to you to do anything else but allow it, right? It's there, it's present, it's dominant, it's huge, it's significant, it's a tree. And so you allow it, and you do so, Ram Das says, with no judgment. And the truth of the matter is most of us in these here modern times are too busy looking at devices or listening to GPS on our way to somewhere else to actually stop and notice trees. And I know I'm progressively sounding more like a Luddite who wants to shut in and get rid of all technology, and that's actually not the case, but we miss things. One of the things being nature, for instance, um, to our detriment, I think. But if you look at trees, if you're actually in the wilderness or you're camping or you're doing something outdoors and you notice things around you, you cannot help but just allow their existence. And if you lean in a little bit, you're actually captivated by it. But regardless of how you approach nature, one thing you don't ever do is judge it. But the quote took a fascinating turn that I wasn't expecting. And this is why it stuck with me. And this is why I share it as often as I can. He says, that stops, that allowance, that non-judgment stops the moment we get in front of people. Because the moment we get in front of people, we start to size them up. We start to decide who they are. We start to judge almost instantaneously and we do this without noticing and we do this unintentionally most of the time, but nevertheless it happens. So when we're surrounded by nature, we hold it in non-judgment. We appreciate it for what it is, even if it's twisted, even if it's mangled, even if it's awkward, but we notice it and we just realize something. You know, if you've ever gone up to a tree and you've seen that it's kind of contorted and twisted, it's leaning to one side, you know, it's not getting ready to tip over. It's not the kind of tree that is one storm away from being on the ground, but it's just this huge tree towering over the environment surrounding it, and yet it's leaning to one side. It's twisted and bent and contorted, and you look at it and you kind of immediately realize what's happening there. You see the tree and you know that it probably did not at some point in its essential growth process have adequate sunlight. It didn't have the nutrition that it needed and so it literally bent and twisted reaching to try to find it. And we don't go to a shed or a garage and grab an axe or a chainsaw and chop it down because it's not what a tree should look like. We know that trees, even within the same species, can look different based on their environment, based on how they grew, where they grew. But we never, almost never, do this with people. So the question you're probably asking yourself if you haven't already turned this podcast off is why do we care and what do trees have to do with people? I'm glad you asked. The end of this quote and the part that I hold so close to my heart is that Ram Das said after realizing this the separation that we have with nature and people is that he started to practice turning people into trees. And that phrase just stands out to me like nothing else. He says, so I practice turning people into trees. And what does that mean? It means appreciating them just as they are. Now, we could camp there for the rest of our lives and make that our practice. Seeing people in the wild, seeing people in the environment, in passing, in conversation, in interaction with them in the workplace or in homes or wherever we go, and seeing them and just accepting them, dare I say, appreciating them just as they are. And one of the things that makes this quote so fascinating is because it's almost dehumanizing in a way, but it's doing the opposite. It's counterintuitive. For instance, one of the ways that we separate ourselves from humanity, the easiest thing that we do is we start to put labels on people. When it comes to religion, we throw their religious label on them. They're Muslim, they're Jewish, they're Christian, they're atheist. When we get into politics, they're a right-winger or they're a left-wing liberal. And when we do this, what we are capable of from then on is dehumanizing them. When I talk about them using a label I've put on them, I no longer have to interact with them as a human being because now they're just a thing. Now they're just sitting in a category, and so I can fire shots at them, or worse, I can be completely and utterly indifferent to them. It's dehumanizing, and it's one of the reasons why we can't have meaningful conversations anymore. It's one of the reasons why social media is a landmine field, right? But this practice, of turning people into trees turns out to be one of the most humanizing things we can do. Because when we stand back and notice people as they are in their natural habitat, so to speak, with this tree concept in our heads, we begin to see why sometimes people are emotionally contorted or twisted in some way why people talk in the patterns in which they talk, or why they're structurally set up in certain ways. And you can almost stand back and say, maybe their environment was this way. Maybe their interactions leading up to this from a small child brought them to be this way. And if we can do that, even for a moment in the middle of a conversation, Judgment starts to just just slowly shrivel up. The ability that we have to isolate ourselves from others starts to go away. Because now I actually have to lean in. And now I don't have the capability of dehumanizing you. Because I have to see you as you are. And the dangerous thing about doing that is I might actually be able to, even if I disagree with you, even if I dislike you, I may actually have to respect you. None of us are really all that different at the end of the day, and yet we are completely unique. Some of us have grown up in the same households and act, believe, think and respond completely differently. We can have the same soil in a sense and yet have turned out and developed in different ways. And if we can turn people into trees, we can see these differences and we can appreciate them. We don't have to validate bad behavior We don't have to celebrate things that are toxic, but if we can see that, that's a starting point to a real conversation because we're humanizing people enough to take them seriously, to value them as they are. And that's the doorway into any real reaction. That's the doorway into any real interaction. And here's another thing. We can begin to look in the mirror and realize that we're trees, that whether or not we notice it, we have grown in a certain way. We have developed in a certain shape that might be intimidating to some, that might be off-putting, that might put question marks in people's minds. And so we can then give other people grace because we might not always be so easy to deal with we might have challenges. And I think if enough of us begin to practice this, this awareness, this openness, I think we can all begin to flower in certain ways. We can begin to bloom and blossom and open up because now judgment is dissipating and people are becoming open. And I realized this episode gets into the pontification level, but I'm okay with that. I hope I can put this into your attention so that you can make it a practice going forward. The next time you want to pick up a chair and throw it at your boss in a board meeting, if there's a window nearby, maybe glance out and look at a tree and say, maybe my boss had a boss who responded this way. And taught them that this is how you conduct a meeting. This is how you talk to people that you lead. It doesn't excuse that behavior. And you might actually have to call it out. But now you can call it out from a place of understanding. Now you can call it out from a place of knowing. And you can call it from a place of non-judgment. So turn people into trees this week. And see what might happen. So if you like podcasts about trees and stuff, share this with somebody that you know and care about. Subscribe and do me a favor. Give a positive review at Apple Podcasts and a five-star rating because it helps other people find it so that they might one day put it in their collection. Thank you.